0: We often are not moving forward with ideas because of this fear of loss. It's not even the fear of change, because I've heard people talk about change as being something that we're afraid of. It's really the fact that change might mean that we're going to lose what was normal to us, even if it was damaging us. Like The fact that we're going to lose it and that we don't know what's going to replace it is absolutely crippling you're listening to the melanin and medicine podcast where we help black women in medicine to successfully create build and grow their own mission-driven companies that change the world i'm your host dr molara thomas Romedino, pediatrician wife mom of two advocate former professor and a proud introvert with a mild twitter addiction After losing the ability to walk and being diagnosed with an autoimmune brain disorder in 2019, I decided to finally stop normalizing my life of struggle and self-sacrifice and start living in my purpose. In less than two years, I've founded and grown two social impact businesses through the multi-six-figure mark, and I'm on a mission to help more Black women use entrepreneurship as a tool to help us live braver and bolder lives that create life legacy, impact, freedom, and ease. On this podcast, my guests and I will share our unique stories and lessons learned as we continue to scale our companies and live life on our own terms. We hope you get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to The Sisterhood. Hello, Mavens, and welcome back to the Melanin and Medicine podcast. Hope you all are well today. I am... (laughs) (laughs) It's been a week. Let me tell you that we just finished our Funding Your Healthcare Summit. If you weren't there, I'm going to be just straight up. You missed it all. It was amazing. We were talking with Black women in healthcare who are pursuing social entrepreneurship and really just trying to change the world by building businesses that can create more health equity and It was the room to be in. We honestly talked so much with my co-founders at Strong Children Wellness. We talked with Dr. Karen Scott. We talked a lot about how our dreams of building healthcare or transforming healthcare don't have to be pipe dreams and how we actually can get funding for them. Not just like, you know, a little hundreds of thousands of dollars. (laughs) And we talked about how that's happened for Strong Children Wellness. We talked about how that's happened for Dr. Scott. And, you know, it's just, I think, really inspiring. We had five sessions. We even at the end of it were able to have an action plan so that you created it and started to map out what you would need in order to be able to get the funding that would be pivotal for you to jumpstart your work. I remember talking a lot about social entrepreneurship And the fact that most of us think loans or venture capital are really the only places that we can go for external funding and just will have to bootstrap, right? And use our personal savings. And when we opened their eyes to this other methodology, it was like, oh my God. So I truly loved it. I was truly excited. And definitely if you are in that space of like, I don't like healthcare how <laughs> how I don't like working healthcare the way that I am doing it. And I know I can do it better and I know I can change it, whether that be through creating your own healthcare space or consulting and working to transform healthcare existing institutions and how it's delivered, all of that is fundable. So, what today we wanted to talk about. Um, was what you're missing in your strategy to build and grow your business. So you're going to hear me speak about this. This was on an Instagram live um, that I did. And I just wanted to share it because I think it's so pivotal for us to not just conceive it, but then conceive it with the idea that somebody wants to fund this work and somebody wants to partner with us, a foundation um, to really move it along. And as a for-profit, there are ways that you can get access to grant dollars and get access to partners who can actually move your work along in an even bigger and more transformational way. So if you want that kind of information you should be checking for our summit replay. We actually have a little, you know, because it was right after the summit, right? So we have a little discount that's happening for the summit replay. It literally is only going, it's only $37. It's crazy. I know because we offered at least tens of thousands of dollars of value in it, but. This needs to go to absolutely everybody and anybody. So I would love for you to make sure you get access to this. So make sure you text us. Yes, pause here. Text us at 516-855-3557. Once again, 516-855-3557. And text us funding replay. Funding replay, all one word. Otherwise, you can, of course, just DM us. And I'm so excited to let you hear a little bit about what's probably missing in your strategy to build and grow your business. Okay. Other than that, let's get started with the episode. As you know, my name is Omalara Thomas Demo. I am CEO and I am founder of Melanin and Medicine, which is a premier coaching company that really focuses on helping black women physicians pivot into their purpose. And often the purpose looks like starting a business. And so we help them through that journey. And our goal is really to just make sure that we have a safe space where black women physicians are thriving and in that way they can support our communities to thrive as well. And so I'm super excited because we're going to be talking about basically what's missing in our strategies to build and grow our businesses, okay? And so often there are a number of big issues that sometimes we don't think about as Black women physicians when we are building our businesses. And I wanted to get through some of the common misconceptions. I wanted to get through some of the mantras that I think have been really helpful for me. And I wanted to give you guys some tips. Honestly, I wanted to give you some value. And so I'm hoping that this will be valuable for you. I'm hoping that this will be helpful. So first and foremost, let's start with why I'm doing this, okay, and why I'm talking about this. So this is not going to be long. I like to be short, concise to the point because we are physicians. I like to get stuff done, get in, get out, get you your value, and hopefully get you to think about how you want to take action and what's the next step. For us, the incubator is always our next step that we point you to, which is really a 12 week journey for women who have the idea, but really don't know how to put it into action. So our purpose to our passion to profit incubator is the next step. And we always accept applications um, year round for that community. And it's at bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash passion to profit apply. So you can always go there. And you will be able to get all of the goods in terms of how you can potentially start your business. So first and foremost, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I believe is what we're getting wrong about business coaching a bit. And I don't want to say it pisses me off, (laughs) but I do want to say that that is sometimes a little bit irritating. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Ultimately, I think that, I think most of us hear that if you have the right tools or the right strategy that you can get unstuck, just start taking action, build your business and it's cool. Like you, all you need is the website, the lawyer, the LLC, all of that, and you're okay. You're gonna be ready to go. And one of the things that I think is always missing so often, but You know, we often I didn't figure this out until later in my journey because I was definitely a type A physician who was like, "Okay, for the business, what are all of the tools and things I need that we completely missed the mindset piece of this issue? And that saddens me that that took me such a long time to figure out because of the fact that I think it's the change has actually been the thing that propels me, propelled me absolutely. Furthest out of everything that I've done, you know, the strategy is awesome. The business strategy, the marketing, the sales, all of that is amazing. But the mindset piece has been absolutely transformational in moving forward and getting to where I want to be. And a lot of times we often are not moving forward with ideas because of this fear of loss. Okay. It's not even the fear of change because I've heard people Talk about change as being something that we're afraid of. It's really the fact that change might mean that we're going to lose what was normal to us, even if it was damaging us. Like we're going to the fact that we're going to lose it and that we don't know what's going to replace it is absolutely crippling. I know it was crippling for me in terms of losing a position or my associate professorship or whatever, and not knowing that what was on the other side was going to be actually as fulfilled, not to say fulfilling, but I'm going to be honest, as prestigious, right? I'm going to be at like, was it going to be something where I could be like, look, this is what I did, right? Because honestly, in academia and all these spaces, for a lot of us, it's been kind of like, talked about that, you know, if you aren't up there in the pinnacle of working in these large institutions, then you're wasting your time, (laughs) you're wasting your life. And there's been this hierarchy. And I think that there's a fear that that hierarchy is all I have. And if I now turn my back on that, what was all of this time for? And so one of the things that I always say is that clarity comes with action, and I often tell my clients to think about the smallest, most courageous step they could make to move forward. So as I'm talking about this, I want you to think about what has really held you back. And right now, even this week, what is the smallest, most courageous step that you could take in moving your business forward in really not settling for the fact that, oh, well, I need this, so I'm just gonna sit back and not move forward. So what is that for you? I want you all to think about that because as we talk about what's missing in our strategy, a lot of times it's the lack of mindset around recognizing that there is power that you have, that you do have some element of the ability to change your circumstances and some element of control. And so what is that for you is going to be really important. I also have, instead of focusing on the long goal, Focusing on interim goals has been really helpful. There's also the pressure of the change to be super successful off the bat and highly lucrative from the beginning. But I think the thing about that is that the reason for that is that we put all of this energy into a huge launch or marketing and selling like big, we're going to have the big website. And so like there's this pressure that we put on ourselves because everyone's going to know about it. My thought isn't let's not put all that pressure on the you know marketing and sales and how can we do that like in a big way but let's start with the like really small kind of like what's the email that we can send let's put our asset together and let's put out the 1.0 version of it and maybe we don't we don't even need a website to move that forward you know and i think that that's really important to recognize that I think the pressure is almost because we've seen people launch in such big ways and sometimes they're successful and oftentimes it's a lot of energy put into something and it's not successful at all. And that is scary. That is overwhelming. And so my thought would be, I remember when I first quote unquote launched, it was an email. It was an email to people and it was under a completely different name. It was called Supermom rehab and Not many people know about it because I was just like, let's do what I can do. I'm working. I'm not able to pour everything into this and let's do what I could do. You know, it's really important for us to try to ensure that we are in a space of doing what we can and being okay. And I think that we come from a lot of, uh, in medicine, a lot of the perfectionism and making sure that we are up here and good enough is not allowed right <laughs> or or here's what you get like it has to be up here and i think entrepreneurship has been really exciting to test those waters of what if i just put out good enough like will people buy that and oftentimes if it's valuable and you've worked on it right a little bit and you have something there yeah right it's not going to be mainstream everyone's not going to buy it like hot cakes But your early adopters, the people who really need it, will go to you and be like, yes, finally you have created this for me. And the thought is, how do we get connected to those early adopters? And we'll talk a little, we don't talk a little bit about that here, but we definitely talk more about that inside of our community. Are you feeling burnt out, isolated, unclear about the future, overwhelmed, or just fearful about taking the next steps towards your goal? I want you to know that you're not alone and you don't have to stay there. I know this because I was you. And as Black Women in Medicine, we do so much for others that it's easy to say that our needs and our goals and priorities don't matter. Well, they do. And you do. So I want to invite you to learn more about our Empowered community and our signature programs. Empowered is the only community helping elevate, educate, and empower Black women in medicine in a safe space with our unique success system that helps them to rediscover their purpose, refine the skills, create a strategy, and build the team that they need to achieve their vision without struggle or resorting to self-sacrifice. So if you're ready to walk into your greatness together, I'd love to invite you to a discovery call with me, Dr. Omolara, CEO of Melanin and Medicine and founder of Empowered. You can connect with me At www.melaninandmedicine.co and click on work with me. Let's hop on a discovery call where I can learn more about you, what your goals are, what's holding you back, and how my team and I can support you. Head to the link in the show notes to book a call. I look forward to speaking with you soon. I also think we always think about kind of what's the big outcome, whether that be launch or whether that be you know, making a certain amount of money. But I would say a lot of times what can propel you is by thinking about what's the interim goal, right? So let's say if we're even thinking about September, let's say if we're even thinking about, you know, this is what we want to do in the grand scheme of things. Well, what is it that we need to finish by the end of October, right? In order to get there. And that tends to kind of like, once again, take the pressure, the overwhelm and the anxiety off so that you can really start to say, okay, this is manageable. And this is, uh, this is a piece that you can bite off, right? Of the huge elephant. And when we keep doing that and we keep using interim goals and celebrating those goals and recognizing what we could have done differently to maybe reach that, even that small goal a little bit faster or without as much pain. <laughs> then it allows for us to do it again and again and do it smarter each time. I think the other thing that I wanted to think about here is where do people most struggle? And I think most of us struggle in terms of how to stay motivated, right? I think that we have so much going on. And then when you have something that isn't kind of done yet, And you know what you want it to look like, but right now it's just like, you know, pieces of it. It's hard to stay motivated. And I think the other piece that we get caught by is the fact that we think that everyone should be motivated by to-do lists and everyone is not motivated by to-do lists. So Gretchen Rubin, who I always quote, she has her four tendencies quiz and she talks about motivation and expectation, right? And so, so the to-do list people who are like the upholders are motivated by that internal expectation that I wrote this down as something that I need to do and I'm going to do it. Now, only a, a small percentage of, of us in the world are upholders, people who can write something down, expect themselves to do it right and then do it like there's a, that's that's not me just by the way. That's not me. But. I think the other piece of this is recognizing that that doesn't mean that all is lost for the rest of us. It means we have to figure out what are our motivators, and a lot of us are what is it pushed by external motivate motivation so she talks about obligers, which is a huge amount of us of the fact that a lot of us are motivated by other people like. Having something that we have to present to other people or deadlines or holding ourselves accountable to other people. And I think what that does is it takes the pressure off of feeling like, why didn't I get this done? I wrote it down. I put it in my planner. And it's like, no, we have to recognize who we are and then work with that. Right. And so if I know that I'm a rebel, which is my tendency. And I know that even if people have a deadline, that doesn't matter to me. Even if people are hoping I do it, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is how I'm perceived and what people will think of who I am internally. That matters to me. So if I know that I don't submit this or give that, that people will have a perception of me that is different from how I see myself or how I want to be seen That motivates me, and that's really helpful for me in terms of thinking about going straight there. When I know I have something to do, well, if I don't do this, like, what are people going to think? What is this going? Is that going to be how I like want to be seen? And that puts the the fire under my belly. So I, I definitely, you know, I want to transition into kind of what are the tools that can be helpful. So I have three things, and those of you who know me usually know I love three. It's just easy to remember, but I have three things that you can do. So number one, you can audit the past, which means, oh my gosh, I sounded really New York there. Audit, audit, you can audit. So you can audit the past. I don't even know how to say it correctly, but you know what I'm talking about. And what I mean by that is looking at the challenging tasks that you have accomplished in the past, right? Right what are the tasks that the, the things that were challenging for you? And maybe what are the things that you did? Like, I want you to take a, you know, you can audit any past challenge like that was pretty, you know, pretty robust. And think about what were the things that got your butt into gear in accomplishing it, right? And so that you don't have to feel like, oh, how am I going to approach this? How about you use lessons from what you did before (laughs) to support you so you don't feel like I don't even know where to start, you know, and look at it. Was it that I talked to friends first? Was it that I wrote everything down? Was it that I like to plan? Was it that I needed to, like, you know, do creative things to get my juices flowing? Was it that I need to rest? So what was that, you know, that helped me and start to put those down? The second thing is assessing your tendency, which we just talked about. So go over and Google and head over and look at what your tendency is and figure that out through that quiz. And then the third thing is thinking about what's the habit that you need to create in order to get whatever is done. Like There's something where you have to do a repeated behavior over and over. It might be sitting down and writing your plan, right? It might be making time to write your plan. It might be taking time to like hash out, like whatever. I For me, I have to do some slides. So it might be taking some time out each day to work on those slides. One of the most premier habit researchers is James Clear. And he wrote the book Atomic Habits. And he offers the fact that to make a behavior repeatable, it has to be four things. It has to be easy, meaning like if it takes us like going over, you know, the Red Sea to go to get the thing done, we're not going to repeat it. We're not going to do it. It has to be obvious, meaning that it has to hit us in our face. Like um, I often use the gym example where a lot of people in order to like go to the gym, you might put your gym clothes on or you might put them like right out right next to your bed. So it's easy for you or your sneakers then he talks about making sure that it's attractive like doing it what is the like thing that you love about it or whatever for me going on my Peloton I love the music the playlist so it's like okay that I'll go on because I get to hear all of the music that I love and then is it satisfying what do you do at the end of it like do you get to you know have a little snack do you get to scroll and like, you know, give yourself some like numbing time or whatever. So it's just important to think about how you can create a habit, but or how you can build a behavior that's repeatable and make it become a habit. And so making sure that if you look at what you need to do, is it easy? Is it obvious? Is it satisfying? Is it attractive? And then making sure you fill in the gaps for that thing that you want to get accomplished. So really quickly, I just think, you know, I think that's the big piece. But I think using these strategies has been really exciting. As I saw one of my clients like finally put together her business proposal just by finally getting the mindset together. It wasn't that she didn't have the information or she didn't have everything And she was able to identify her tendency as an obliger and have someone else like hold her accountable, basically tell someone else, hey, this is what I need to get done by this time. And I think the other piece was envisioning why she was doing this, seeing what the bigger plan was, but then being like, okay, the business proposal is my next interim goal rather than my big goal is to create this whole thing. And not long after that, she was able to get her first investor. And so I think it's just really important for us to recognize that even at this point where we are building or growing businesses, we really have to, or whatever it is you're doing, we just have to recognize that our mind and taking back our power and our control of the situation is particularly important, okay? I hope this was helpful for you. Talk to you all later. Bye.